Hi there, my name's Rob, and I've always been a bit weird. To be clear, I don't mean the creepy kind of weird. I mean just unorthodox or different, if you like. Growing up uh, as, a, as a white person in a predominantly black country was a bit confusing for me as a child because I didn't realize how different I was until adults started pointing it out to me later in my teenage years. To be clear, I had eyes, and I knew that my skin was a different color to many of the people around me, but like most kids, I recognized instinctively that no matter what color a person's skin is, that's not what makes them a friend or an enemy. To this day, I am still amazed that some adults are so suspicious of people who look different to them that they respond to these unfounded fears with hostility. Nevertheless, I endured an increasing level of racial abuse right up to the time when I left Africa and arrived in Europe, the continent I had been told by so many people in Zimbabwe was my real home. And guess what? People in Europe could tell I wasn't European. And it wasn't long before I heard that word again, foreigner. Apparently, no matter where you go in the world, some people are always sort of suspicious of you or downright hostile towards people who don't speak or act like them. And it's not just the color of your skin or the country of your birth that can make you appear weird to others. Sometimes it's your faith. Maybe you're watching this live stream in the UK or Europe where most people don't go to church anymore and you find the whole idea of religion weird. Or perhaps you're a Christian like me and you're watching and asking, am I really that weird for wanting to live my life in a way that honors God? Maybe you're finding it tough because your family or your friends think you're a weirdo. Maybe some people actively persecute you for your faith. Now, if you're watching this in the UK, that probably just means some people might mock you a bit or exclude you from things. But maybe you're watching this message in another country where you could face jail or be beaten up or even be killed because of your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, people are capable of doing some truly evil things to each other when they find them weird. They always have been. You know, before being eventually murdered for his faith, Peter, one of Jesus' original disciples, wrote to a group of Christians who had been forced to flee from Jerusalem. And they had to flee to what is now modern-day Turkey because of violent persecution that was unleashed by the Roman Emperor Nero. The Romans considered Christians to be weird because of their refusal to worship the emperor. So they started arresting, torturing and killing Christians because they were different. These people were forced to abandon their homes and property and seek refuge in other countries. And guess what? When they found themselves in exile in these new provinces that they had fled to, the people there called them aliens and foreigners and regarded them as different and weird too. It seems that throughout history there have always been groups of people who for one reason or another are just never allowed to feel at home in this world unless they fully conform to whatever practices or beliefs are considered as normal in the places where they find themselves. Some of you watching today know what that feels like, to be pressured to give up who you are, where you're from or what you believe in just to be accepted. No difference is allowed, no uniqueness, no independent thought. You only have two options, conformity or persecution. And you know, for some of you, it's even worse than that because you aren't even offered the opportunity to conform because you're considered too weird or too different to be redeemable. Well, here's what I want you to know today. God says otherwise. God chooses those who others reject. God doesn't require you to earn your place in his kingdom. He gives it to you for free, and then he simply asks you that you live your life in response to his weird generosity and become weird like him. God is weird. Have you ever realized that? God calls himself holy, 
And most people think that means morally pure, which it does, but that's only part of what the word means. In the Bible, holiness isn't just about what we do, it's about who we are and how we are different from others. And to be holy means to be set apart from common things, to be different, to be special, to be unique. And God is completely unique. He is not like anyone else or anything else that you know. He's powerful beyond our wildest imagination, and yet power hasn't corrupted him. His thoughts and his ways are mysterious to us, which makes sense because it was his mind that designed every aspect of creation, from the laws of physics that govern the universe to the DNA that makes each creature unique. He clearly values diversity much more than we often do. Yet, despite the huge diversity of creation, we still have nothing to compare God to, nothing truly like him. God is uncommon. He is set apart. God is weird. And that's why people are afraid of him. Some people resist exploring faith because they are afraid to approach a God who isn't flawed like they are. For other people, they might be devout believers in God, but they practice their religion out of fear rather than out of a heartfelt devotion to him. We always fear what we can't really relate to. But what if I told you we could? What if I told you that you can relate to God personally? What if, despite being so very different from God, he chose to welcome us into his presence and to bless us with things that we don't deserve and to forgive us for punishments that we do? What if the very thing that makes God so extraordinarily different from us is his ability to love those who are so very different from him? That's the good news that Peter wrote to remind persecuted Christians about. The reason they were suffering was because they worshipped the only God who offered a relationship of grace and peace with his followers, flawed as they were. Christians who had been subjected to suffering and who had lost everything for their faith were reminded by Peter that God had an inheritance waiting for them in heaven that nobody could take away. One day, Jesus would return and would be revealed to all the world, and then salvation would come to all of those who persevered in their faith in him. Salvation from the ignorance and sin that makes us all so very different from God and so prone to hating one another. Jesus is God's suffering servant who identifies with those who are being persecuted. Jesus is God's olive branch to those who are different to him, living in ignorance and following their own evil desires. Through Jesus, God offers us grace, offers us a place in his family, and even offers to transform us so that instead of being different in the kind of creepy way that our sinful choices make us different from him, we can be weird in a God way by becoming holy like him. Here's what, here's what Peter writes to encourage those outcasts. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 to 16, he says, Therefore... In other words, on the basis of what he has just been telling them, therefore, on the basis of God's desire to relate to people, despite how different and holy he is, and on the basis of what Jesus did, dying on the cross for our sins as a supreme act of God's mercy and grace, and on the basis of the salvation that he promises to bring to this corrupt world where we don't know how to love those who are different from us, on the basis of that hope, Peter says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. 
As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who has called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. You see, Peter makes a passionate plea for these outcasts to set their hope on the grace and the salvation that Jesus Christ is bringing to them. He is bringing these gifts to them because God considers them to be his children, born again into a new inheritance that nobody can snatch away from us. Imagine that. The God who is unlike anything or anyone we know, who is set apart as unique, the God who is holy, says that by faith in the grace brought to us by Jesus Christ, we can become his children, his heirs, heirs of salvation. And salvation from what? Salvation from the very thing that makes us so different from him. Salvation from the evil within us that causes us to act so aggressively to one another, to persecute one another, to fear one another, to discriminate against one another. Peter then commands us to resist the temptation to conform to this ignorant way of living, to resist the evil desires within us, and instead to draw close to God who is different in both his actions and his nature, God who is holy. Peter says, be holy in all you do. Don't conform to the way that people around you act or think. Be different. Be weird in a God way. Be holy. Set apart as unique, unlike those who can't lovingly welcome those who are different to them. So is it weird to want to live your life in a way that honors God? Yes, it is weird because it's holy, like God is holy. Never be ashamed of loving like God does and living towards others the way God has demonstrated for us in Jesus. He welcomed outcasts and loved sinners. He offered grace and mercy to those who did not deserve it because of who he was, not because of who they were. And he still does. And that's why you were called to be weird in a God way, so that others can have faith that God can accept us as we are and also change us to become more like him. Christians, by being holy, you are not just obeying a moral code. You are being ambassadors of hope adverts of salvation, invitations into the presence and the family of God. So do not conform. Be holy, be different, be weird in a God way, so that the grace of God through Jesus Christ might bring hope and salvation to those who believe in the weird love of God that welcomes us with unexpected grace and favor. And hey, if you're watching this and you're not a Christian yet, you are invited to approach God in faith just as you are. Ask him for the grace and the mercy that he offers. Ask him to bring you into his family and to fill you with hope because of what Jesus has done for you. Turn away and no longer conform to the evil desires that lead to so much suffering in this world because God's weird way of love is different just as he is different, holy and wonderful and loving. And he wants you to know this love and to show this love to others. If that's something you want, won't you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, I confess before you that I have messed up, that I have done things that are disrespectful to others. I have sinned against people around me and against you. But I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask for that forgiveness because Jesus died for my sins. 
He came that I might have hope of a relationship with you. Give me that hope. Come into my life and change me, transform me, so that I might be holy like you and that I might be hope to other people too. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.